Uh, our next guest, uh, who's walked in here, also knows uh, Pat Sperduto. I would imagine he would. Yeah, I would think so. I know I recognized him. He walked in. He, I was like, hey. He, he may not know Art Paducah, but he does know Pat Sperduto. Former Titans offensive lineman Kevin Long has been nice enough to pop in here. Kevin, how are we doing? We're doing good. How are you? Doing fantastic. You know Pat Sperduto? I, yeah, I, I kind of like the new name better. Though. You like Art Paducah? Art Paducah. Yeah. yeah. It, it's got a little bit uh, catchier ring to it. and You know, he, he just looks like an Art. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm what not, I would think of. Maybe yes. that's why in his church he was called Art. Yeah. Maybe because he looks like an Art. Yeah. But that's where that whole story was hatched from his church, uh, where he was called Art Paducah. And it stuck. Yeah. And so we've had a lot of fun with that. So how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing so you are someone from up here north of town, right? Yeah. You're in Hendersonville. Yeah. So uh, um, in 99, uh, me and Pillar moved up here to be on the lake because, you know, we needed to work on our tans and stuff like that. Yes, of course. And, you know, offensive linemen, we have to look good in our Speedos. So Absolutely, sir. We moved up here to be on the lake and um, – <laughs> We rented a house over off of uh, Roberta, off of Walton Ferry, and we had a blast and just uh, fell in love with Hendersonville, Sumner County, and, and a great place to live. And uh, unfortunately for Pillar, it was way too far away from the bars, so he had to move a little bit closer okay. to Nashville. And so it, he, he only lasted a year up here. <laughs> he was um... – a little bit behind the growth. Now you don't have to worry about anywhere you live in this city. Yeah. Uh, we really didn't have Uber back when uh, no. we played. Yeah. <laughs> but plenty of bars available here in Hendersonville now. They, they are now, yes. Yes. And, but back then, no, you're right. They couldn't They couldn't control them. We had to go down to Rivergate to coaches and uh, places like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what? tell everybody what you've been doing post-playing career. Yeah, so uh, – you know, after uh, I was graciously cut by Tom Coughlin and the Jaguars in, in 03, uh, moved back up here to Hendersonville and um, got in the mortgage business right off the bat with uh, uh, SunTrust, and, which is now Truist, and then got mm -hmm. with Countrywide. And I've just been uh, fortunate enough to, to get in the mortgage industry at a good time in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'd say so. And, you know, a lot of growth from 2004 to 2008 when the you know market crashed and uh, but was able to get uh, some momentum going and just been extremely blessed with that and, you know, been in it ever since. It is definitely uh, a good business to be in here in Middle Tennessee, for sure. We're, we're immune to a lot of the, uh, you know, recession type of uh, traits that are going on. And, and, and people want to live in Tennessee because Tennessee's awesome. You know, we've got, you know, great people here, no state income tax, low property taxes, uh, a lot of growth, a lot of businesses moving here. So it's just an awesome place to live. You you know, we talk about it all the time. We laugh about on the show, like the minute we find out somebody, you know, famous is living here or buying a house here or building a house here. But, I mean, you probably see that all the time. I mean, you're the one. I mean, that's, that is your world. So... For the, for the record, Kevin, Darren continues to be shocked by the people who live here. I stopped being shocked a couple of years ago. I, I just So now I just take it as a foregone conclusion right. that famous people live here. It's just the way it is. So nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing. Right. Uh, the, the one that gets me are the movie actors that, you know, just want to live in Nashville. Yeah. 
um, you know, you, you automatically assume because of country music and, and, and all that that sure. you get the, the artists and stuff like that. But uh, the, the actors that move here is, is kind of surprising. But, you know, it's just a, you know, we, we've got a lot to offer. It's a central hub. You can get to, you know, the West Coast in three and a half hours and be in the East Coast in two and a half hours. So, I mean, it's just a, a perfect spot to, to come in and, and, you know, do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's really neat for that. So uh, the question is, are are, are people going to be able to you know because we we've got a log jam here as far as you know trying to buy a house. Now it wasn't as bad as it was a few years ago where people were buying sight unseen. Right. I'm, I'm sure you remember that. Like no inspection. Yeah, we're just going to buy it. Yeah. Um, but still, it's you know pretty competitive. I know to, to try to get in and and get something right now. Yeah, you know you, you still have. Uh, there's not a lot of inventory. Yeah, um, you've got, you know, 64 percent of America has an interest rate of a four percent or below. So it's really hard to convince those people that to sell, know, yeah. to sell and, and, and go get the six and a half, you know, which has come down from seven and a half. Yeah, so, right. But, you know, they're, they're going to take a uh, it's going to hit their pockets to, to go move. So most of the deals that we're doing now are mostly out of state people moving in um, a lot of new construction, still a lot of growth. But uh you know, I, I still feel, you know, that we're in a, a good area. You know, there's a lot of room for expanding. And, you know, we've all dealt with the, the traffic on the interstates. Oh. You know, they're still trying to make them wider and bigger. But, you know, that's what, you know, the good thing about Middle Tennessee is that they're, they're trying to make room for the growth. Yeah. Kevin Long, uh, former Titans center here at the table with us, Birdie Bros in Hendersonville. How much do you watch the Titans, Kevin, these days? Well, I'm a season ticket holder. Okay. Uh, we've, uh, uh, me and uh, David Lucky and Joe Porter and Adam Tefteller, we've owned a suite since 2007. Okay. So mm. we've been suite owners and uh, been watching them through uh, through the good times and bad. Yeah. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. this is not what we're, we're used to. But, um, you know, I, I do like what Mike's trying to do with the team. I do like the direction it's trying to go, uh, you know. I'm, I'm kind of biased because I played line. You know, I, it's disappointing to see how those five guys have performed this year. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, with the cap money that we've cleared up this year, we can address it um, and, 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 and rectify that part. I, I know you're not a scout or you're not, you know, a coach per se in the NFL. You're watching it. You played it. I feel like offensive line play is down. It's not just here. I know it's been bad here the last couple of seasons, but when you look around the league, I think there's a lot of teams struggling with offensive line play, especially you know this time of year. You you understand bodies start dropping. By the time you get to this point, and they're playing an extra game now, You the, even now you're trying to have backups that are serviceable. It's hard enough to field a starting five. Now you've got to have a backup that is going to get your quarterback killed. Why do you think – it feels like, and you may have a different answer, that offensive line play is down around the league. You know, I can't – well – Do you agree with that, I, by I, the I way? I definitely agree. Okay. Um, you know, it's come in tougher position because of the fact that the, 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 the defensive side of the ball has gotten so athletic. You know, you've got guys that, you know, when I played, you know, a big defensive lineman might have been, you know, 320, but they were run stuffers. Now you got guys that are 320 that are pass rushers. So it's gotten a lot uh, more athletic on the other side. 
which in turn you got to get offensive linemen that are more athletic. And, um, you know, if I were to pinpoint one thing, it has to come down to technique, and it has to come down with, with, with game planning um, because, you know, just speaking from the Titans aspect, you know, Derek gets hit in the backfield way too often. You know, and when you get that Especially guy. Especially last Sunday. If he can hit that guy, <laughs> if that guy can hit the line of scrimmage running full speed, then we've, we're in business. We're getting three to four yards there. But when he's getting hit in the backfield, you know, minus two, minus three. And, and to me, <clears throat> that's game planning, that's coaching, that's technique. You know, it, it really shouldn't matter who's out there if you take the right steps, especially if you're zone blocking, you know, and a guy slants into your, your zone, you've got him. And, you know, you know, I'm a huge Mike Munchak fan. Uh, I saw him, you know, this weekend with, uh, at Frankie's funeral. And, um, you know, the, the thing that Mike did for all of us is that he put us in a situation that we could perform. You know, and I'm a seventh rounder. I wasn't a first rounder, second, third, fourth. But, you know, we had guys like Runyon, who was a fourth rounder, Benji Olsen, who was a fifth rounder. You didn't have to have five first rounders. Right. You know on the line but when we got our uh, weekly game plan books we knew exactly what fronts we were going to see we knew what stunts they liked the most what stunts they like on first down versus second down uh you know and it put us in a situation that we were prepared and so i think a lot of that has to do with why you see you know teams like if we're going to face a slanting team you know against the titans right now we're going to struggle i mean we just can't pick it up um, especially, you know, when you look at last week's game, I don't know what checks they were running, but every time we get to the line and they would show blitz and, and you know, we would check to another run play and it just wasn't there. You know, we were checking right into the blitz sometimes. And <clears throat> to me, that's game planning. And, you know, if it's a blitz, I'd rather check into a, a quick pass. Then, 16 then carries run. last week. He was hit behind the line of scrimmage yeah. every carry. And that's unacceptable. I mean, that's, that's you know, I'm, you know, I don't think our line is that bad to where, you know, these guys are all professionals. They played in college. They played at a high level. So, to me, it comes down to, you know, X's and O's and putting those guys in the right situation, whether it be technique-wise, scheme-wise, or play call-wise to where they can pick up certain blitzes and slants and stunts. I've talked to Brad Hopkins quite a bit about this. And, and you know, to be honest, I've talked to Chris Sanders. I've talked to Kevin Dyson about this. And now I'm going to ask you, it's not about game plan. It's about mindset. The mindset of your generation of Titans came down to one phrase in particular, impose our will on them. Right. That was it. That was the game plan. This is what we're going to do. We don't care if they don't like it. They're going to have to deal with it. Our mentality is to impose our will on them all day, every day. This is what we're doing. And, you know, and, and listen, you guys did it to the, to the nth degree. Um, I don't see a lot of that. Now, I understand it's a different generation, sir. I understand it's a different – you guys played a different style. But what you're just speaking of, you know, well – you know, they're slanting and, you know, we should be able to do something, you would think, well, yeah, you guys would do something because you guys would decide, yeah, we're not 
we're not putting up with all of this. Not today. We're getting together and we're going to impose our will and we're going to run the football on them right. second half. And by the time the fourth quarter gets here, we'll see how they feel about it. Yeah. That was, I see you smirking. Yeah, that, that's the, that was the mentality. Is that, is that still alive and well in the game? Or, or where is that? And am, am I accurate in what I'm saying about at least your generation, the white helmet Titans? Right. Well, you know, that's just – there's nothing more defeating to a defense, you know, when you get up to the line of scrimmage and you know Eddie's going to get the ball and you know they were going to, you know, run it down your throat and they can't do anything about it. Again, to me, as a lineman or as any type of, you know, athlete um, at that level, when you line up the line of scrimmage and you know what the defense is trying to do and what their scheme is and where if they're going to slant – uh, knowing what calls to make to where, you know, we'd have gang calls. If Bruce thought the guy was going to slant to me, he'd call gang, so I was reaching to the left. But to me, it's all about preparation. And when I'm confident that I know that uh, I know what the defense is going to do, then I'm not th so much thinking about, you know, uh, what if they do this, what if they, I know what they're going to do. So I just got to focus on my technique and get my hat in the right place and my hands and move in the line of scrimmage. And that's, you know, what I think we're lacking. I don't think we have the confidence. We don't know what the defense is doing. Mm. And to me, that's, mm. you know, everybody's been screaming our line is terrible. What about our coaching? You know, what are we doing to put those guys in the right situation? Because, you know, everybody's going to get depleted, you know, the Dolphins are without four linemen, and they won last week. You know, Buffalo Bills are beat up, but they're starting to run the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, it's 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 got to be, you know, at some point you've got to put guys in situations, and you got to coach to what you have. Let me let me turn the conversation a little bit. Can you believe that some of your former teammates are no longer with us now? And this is the fourth one. Yeah, it's, that it's, it's Steve, it's Rodney Thomas now, it's Frank, it's Josh Evans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of them are heartbreaking in their own way. All of them were very different mm -hmm. in the way that they left us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're a young, you know, young man here. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, talk to me about, I'm sure you're grieving a little bit here, but yeah. just can you believe it, sir, that, you know, we're, we're talking about, putting down some of your teammates here you, you know it's definitely surprising um you know i i unfortunately for me my roommate from college uh chad bates who played four years with the florida state seminoles excellent right guard he passed away at the age of 49 two weeks before frank mm. and um it's way too early for any of us and um you know uh it, it's it's sad um you know, I'll, you know, with Frank and Josh and Steve and Rodney, the big difference is, you know, we're not losing bad people. I mean, these are really good guys. I mean, they obviously had great NFL careers, but I'm talking personally, these are guys that you would invite in your home, that you would break bread with, that you would let your daughter date. I mean, just genuinely great human beings and to see them you know go this early is is very disheartening um you know we need to do more you know frankie case you know he's 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 struggling i mean he's been struggling for years and everybody knew it but you know what was the nfl doing to 
to make sure that he had the proper care. And we've got guys right now that are struggling, you know, that, that, that we all personally know that need, you know, something has to be done to where uh, they're getting, you know, better care because of, you know, what they've gone through and just the mentality, you know. All those guys were excellent high school athletes. You know, they were excellent college athletes. And then they made it to the highest level. And then when that ends, you know, your life can't end, right? Your, what you do, what you contribute to the world hasn't ended. You've done a lot more than, you know, 98% of America, but that can't just be where your life ends. And, you know, um, Steve's a different case, and Josh, you know, obviously was sick. But, um, you know, Frankie and Chad and those guys, those, you know, those are ones where we can actually step in and help to where they're, they're getting some treatment, they're getting the right medical attention, whether it just be counseling and someone to talk to that, you know, to make sure they're in the right place. You know, the other thing about it is do you, with situation like Frank and, you know, your, your teammate Chad there at, at FSU, do you worry about yourself on any level? Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you this. There are a lot of guys that <clears throat> with the concussion, uh, you know, lawsuit that the Players Union won. Yeah. You know, where you can go in and get tested for CTE. And if you test positive for it, you'll get compensated accordingly. And, and, and some guys are, you know, like – you need to go in, you need to answer this way. You need to go in, you need to answer this way. And that way they find you somewhat messed up. You get a check. I took a different approach to it. I want to make sure I'm not messed up. Yeah. You know, answer honestly. Answer how it should be answered. Because, I mean, granted, money's great, but, like, your health and your happiness and being able to function in society is way more important than any check that the NFL can give me. Yeah. And so – um, it just depends on, you know, what your aspect you're looking at. I know some guys are, you know, I, I, like I said, I've been blessed. I got a mortgage business, you know, been able to create a career out of it. But some guys haven't. And some guys, when football ends. They don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. And, and where do you go? That's real. I mean, that that's yeah. a real thing. And I'm always impressed with the ones that are – the one you can tell in a lot of cases, not all, Kevin. The ones that I've, I've talked to, they have a vision when they're playing. It doesn't mean that they're thinking about their career ending anytime soon, but they they know that it will at some point, and they're thinking of life after football. Um, but there's a lot of guys that obviously that never crosses their mind. They're just going to ride it out until it literally ends, and then they're like, "Well, then we'll just figure it out." But unfortunately, in a lot of cases. They don't know what to do. Right. They don't know how to handle, like you said, life after football. Because in some cases, they've been doing it their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you dealt with a lot of teammates that probably need that structure, right? They need that regiment. They need that schedule. Mm -hmm. In season, they were fine. You get them out of season, they don't have that schedule. All hell breaks loose. I mean, it, that's right. It does. And, and, and. That's what we need to, you know, like the, the NFLPA is trying to do a better job of creating some uh, events and some, you know, network networking events around the United States to where guys can come in 
and, and, and kind of meet business owners and try to, you know, extend their careers and, and we're, you know, going back to colleges and getting a degree and everything. But you're absolutely right. We got to figure it out. And, you know, it's, you know, coaching at Beach High School might not be what you envisioned, but you're still contributing yeah. and you're still participating and you have a set schedule and you're, and you're going forward with life. And, and some of those guys have to, to, to realize that, you know, it's not everybody can be on radio and not everybody can be broadcasting and on ESPN and sports center and stuff like that. So what's your plan? Yeah. By the way, there's some great former players around this area that are coaches now. Yeah. There's yeah, a whole lot bunch of, of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, we just, we just saw, uh, Tim Hasselback take the Ensworth job. Yeah. I mean, Ingle Martin's been doing an unbelievable job at CPA, and that could go on and on. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, and there's not not just head coaches, like yeah. on staffs. Yeah, assistant coaches. Yeah. Justin Geisinger. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, there's job. another one. I was given a tour at my TV station the other day, and somebody was joking that Dane and Sydney was their PE coach and assistant football coach, you know? <laughs> and they said, our coach says all the time he played in the Super Bowl, but no one believes yeah. him or whatever. And I was able to show them a clip <laughs> of their coach in the Super Bowl, and their mouths dropped open. Like, that's that's coach. That's yeah. Sid. That's Coach Sid. Well, I can't was believe it? it. Brentwood or I, I don't – David Akers was the kicking coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you imagine being a high school player and David Akers is your kicking coach? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. You're getting better than that. Right. It's a little different. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, do we need to? Yeah, we do. Do we? I thought we were going to a little bit longer. We do. Yeah. I think so. your world. I think okay. we're going to go a little bit longer. All right. All right. I, I hesitate to go there, but, but we need to, just because I have friends that uh, are grads there or alumni there, and I've talked to them, or I should say I've tried to talk to them since the whole uh, college football playoff rankings came out and the four that got in. I have Florida State fans, and I know they're mad. They're really mad. And like I said, I tried. I realized it was there was nothing I was going to say that was going to help them. They're ticked off. In fact, I went to a Christmas uh, party, the wife and I, Sunday night at Amerigo's downtown uh, on West End. And it was um, – I was at a table, and the, happened to be the people sitting next to me were Florida State grads. And we went down that rabbit hole, and it was like, man, here we are. Uh, this is how three weeks removed, and they're still ticked off. So right. what's your impression of an undefeated Florida State team getting left out? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to get blown up over this one. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm extremely happy for what Norvell's done in turning that program around because we've got way too much history. We've got way too much tradition with, with, with what Coach Bobby Bowden did. Um, you know, <clears throat> we never expected to lose. We expected to play in a national championship every year that we were there. Um, for him to turn it around in, in the short time he did, all, all the guys on the team really need a big uh, round of applause and for what he's done. I'm sad for the players because they earned it. You know, they deserve a right to play in the national championship. As a former player and as a, a fan and and maybe even more as a, you know, <clears throat> alumni that wants them to continue the legacy, I don't like putting any bad product out on the field. 
and I watched the Florida game and I watched the Louisville game and offensively it was a bad product. Mm. And, you know, <clears throat> I know recruiting the, the, the signing day was yesterday, but <clears throat> when you're trying to get the ACC the respect that it deserves because everybody's already forgotten that Clemson played in a lot of national championships, you know, but for some reason right now the ACC is not getting the respect because Clemson has been down. But when you're trying to get the, the ACC back on the map, putting a second-string quarterback out there with an inept offense because, you know, Jordan Travis made it happen is probably not the right signal. You know, and I don't I, – I, you know, I think things happen for a reason, and I think the reason why we're not in it is because we didn't want – I mean, they just didn't want to see an inept offense – go against an Alabama or Washington and, and and not put up any points and get beat twenty one to nothing. Now our defense I Yep. We can we can hang with anybody. And that's what's exciting. But uh, you know, from a from an ACC standpoint, from a Florida State standpoint even recruiting to go in a national championship and, and, and get or to the playoff and get beat by 30 or 40 just wouldn't send the right message. And so, you know, does it stink? Was I mad? You know, yeah. I was more mad at Georgia for not beating Alabama because I think, you know. <laughs> that probably changes everything. Yes. You're right. Georgia beats Alabama. I don't yeah. think they could put a one-loss Texas in over yeah, us. I think you're right. And, and so I, I'm not fired up about it, but I, I don't think we'd lose a lot because you look at what's happening right now with, with Georgia and Florida State, I mean, we've got guys, you know, leaving, declaring for the draft. I'm not going to play. I'm going to NFL. Mm-hmm. And then you got the transfer portal. I don't know what team we're going to field. I was going to say, you probably can't yeah. even – you have to determine yeah. who's going to be out there who's right. not. Yeah. Right. And so how does that change when you've got a guy um, – and I'm terrible with names. So, like, number four is our best receiver. and. How does that change when he knows he doesn't have a quarterback to throw to him? Is he still going to play in the playoff? Yeah, I, I, that's a great question. Yeah. You know, like, or if he's going to, you know, I'm just going to declare for the I'm draft. I'm going to be a top ten pick. Yeah. I'm going to go to the NFL. <laughs> and when you start reading media and stuff like that, and there's no way Florida State's going to win, are these guys still enter the transfer portal, you know, to get on another team because someone's offering me the NIL million-dollar deal? Mm-hmm. And so what field do we really dress out without Jordan Trav? Now, Jordan Travis is the picture, regardless of what he has. That leadership, he convinces guys to play, he convinces guys to stay, and then we're we're more relevant. And that's where you know that's my opinion on. Well, that's uh, that's definitely a different take than any Florida State alum. So yeah, thank I'm gonna you get for that. In trouble with that. That, one, that has not been a take I've had from any Florida <laughs> no, State friends. No, it's been, it's been the polar so opposite. It's been completely yeah. opposite. All right, yeah. real quick before we go to the break, so. Evidently, I guess their board and their trustees are going to be meeting. Like, are you here? Like, what do you think? What is this all about? Are you, are they going to like switch conferences? Like, what are they going to be talking about? Do you know? You know, it's it, there's a lot of politics that goes involved. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think what they're doing is trying to to raise the bar and to try to to bring more money to the ACC by using other conferences to negotiate. You know, Jimbo Fisher did this every year. You know, when after. You know, he was successful at Florida State. You know, like, well, I'm interviewing with Texas. I'm interviewing, you know, like, and we kept paying him more money. So they're just taking that same ploy and going to the ACC going, hey, we need to step it up. We need to get more money or we're going to go to the Big Ten. And so, uh, you know, I think it's a little bit So of you that. don't think it's real? I mean, you just – it's. Just I don't think we're going anywhere this year. But I think more. they're just trying to okay. you know, create more. And 
Um, you know, but you know, the one thing I'll tell you is that you want more money, win, right? If you if you want more respect, keep winning. Yeah. You know, and then we got to get some other teams in the conference to to step back up. We need Miami and we need Clemson. Yeah. We need North Carolina. You know, teams like that that are traditionally in the top ten. We need more of those. Yeah. Maybe Louisville, Jeff Brom. Mm-hmm. Had a good season. Yeah, it's a good coach. Do you coach. do you expect the the expansion here that things are going to change um, for Florida State? A team like Florida State could end up in the playoff almost every year. It, it, from the our college football folks, they tell us teams like Tennessee, Penn State, Florida State, who traditionally finish sometimes second or third in their conference, could end up in the group of twelve almost every year. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. I mean, we have to be competing for the ACC championship. Um, but I think you got to find teams in every conference, you know, Big 12, Big 10, SEC that are competing. Um, but if we don't start, you know, increasing the rankings and increasing the competitiveness in the ACC, you're going to see a, a, a three-loss SEC team bump up one-loss ACC team. Yep. And you're going to be in the same situation. This People are still going to be pissed off. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Kevin, great seeing you. Thanks yeah, for Merry stopping in here. Thank you, sir. Merry Thank Christmas you. to you Merry and your Christmas. family. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. Enjoy the game. Are yeah. you going Christmas Eve? you going skin Seattle? Yeah, I'll be there. In the suite? Yeah. Okay. We'll be there. I have no idea who's going to be playing quarterback. Who's <laughs> going to be out team. there? I was for, either for either team. Teams. Yeah, we're not sure how it's going to play We don't know out. what's going on with the Seahawks either. But enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you all having me. Former Titans offensive lineman Kevin Long. Uh, we appreciate him stopping by. Birdie Rose, Birdie Rose here yeah. in Hendersonville. We'll take a quick break, come back, wrap up the first hour next.